0: Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Basketball PH podcast. Enjoy the show. (laughs)
1: What is up, mga paps? How are you guys? Welcome to Fantasy Basketball PH, your Filipino brand of Fantasy Basketball. And again, this is your Fantasy Papi, Papi Roy. What's up, mga paps? It's been a while, it's been a while. I hope everyone is having a, a good time enjoying their holidays. And um, thank you so much for uh, those who will be you know, participating and joining our uh, live discussion and Q&A for today. This is going to be special because... Um, well, first and foremost, I would like to welcome myself back from being kind of like incognito for quite some time. So I am super happy to be with you again. And then uh, also, uh, this is something that, um you know, um kind of like an opportunity for us to really help out our co-Filipinos who were actually devastated by Typhoon Odette. So um I hope, uh, aside from really enjoying this episode and, uh, you know, checking out what, what's what in the current NBA right now with all of the COVID protocols that we have. Uh, this is also an opportunity for us to really, you know, help, help out uh, our, our Cebuanos, Co-Cebuanos, um, that was actually devastated by death So if ever you have, you know, you have kind of like some spare cash there. Um, down here, you can see that we have Gcash account and DPA account and you can, you know, give, uh, you know, an, uh, small amount, a generous amount of uh, your kind of like Christmas bonus, right? <laughs> to really help out our friends and uh, families there. So uh, all the proceeds will definitely be sent to a specific barangay, which is uh, Barangay Azucena from uh, Barili, Cebu. And uh, af- the aftermath, all of the receipts and all, I'm going to post it. So you're insured that uh, all of the proceeds will be specifically you know, uh, given to uh, the families that were affected. So, you know, we don't have any corruption here. Uh, our, our goal here is to really help out. Okay, so um, to start off our episode, what's going to happen is we are going to discuss uh, a lot of NBA for today. Actually, for the whole day, I'm going to render my whole day for you guys. It's three parts. Um, luckily for us, On part one, we have an, a, a fantasy expert joining us uh, from the international scene. Uh, you've seen him in the previous episodes, is actually a new member of the NBC Edge. So congrats and props to this dude. He's been you know, grinding it out. And now the whole industry is recognizing his skills and talent. So I'm super happy with, with my brother here. Um, and then the, the the format here is we're going to discuss 10 teams. So we have 30 teams, right? So for the first part, we're going to discuss the first 10 teams. Uh, in an alphabetical order and then uh, we're going to chime in everything we're going to talk about um, the current starters recent news transactions um, possible free agency uh, acquisitions just you know uh, quick assumptions possible trades maybe and then you know um, some thoughts about um, moves for the for, for the um, second half for the season maybe buy and sell let's kind of like squeeze everything that we can get from our guests for today so without further ado Manga Paps. Um, again, this is an FBA PH Christmas special. I'm gonna pull in our NBA expert for today, Papi Zach Hanshu. What's up, brother?
0: What's going on, brother? Thanks for having me, man.
1: For sure, for sure. Thank you so much. I know this is a uh, you know short notice, and I'm super happy. We are super happy that you actually make time for us. How is it going?
0: It's going well, man. Um, And happy to join anytime, brother. And uh, happy to be here helping out with this, uh, such a good cause, man. Always like to jump on here and talk hoops with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. So, I guess before we really move forward, I'm just going to give you the table to, so, you know, if you have anything to shout out. I understand, again, you're now part of the um, NBC Edge family. So, uh, what else do we have for you, Zach?
0: Yeah. Thanks man. Um, so I did recently join NBC sports edge, uh, providing some fantasy basketball content. I do a lot of the, um, primarily notes that uh, that are seen on uh, Yahoo. Uh, so if you play on Yahoo, chances are you've seen some of the notes that I've put together for them. Um, other than that, I'm working on some uh, DFS content three times a week with uh, Fantasy Labs, and I recently joined uh, Sportsbook Review doing uh, betting content with them twice a week. So staying busy with the basketball content and uh, loving every minute of it, man.
1: Excellent, and for, for for everyone's knowledge, my brother here Zach actually uh, helped me out to really you know be part of the the Fantasy Pros family. So, um, I currently I'm currently doing some write ups there, um, for on a day to day basis, specifically for certain teams. So, thank you so much, brother, for really hooking me up, and I I, I, I definitely won't you know skew that. Okay, so let's start off with the first team that we're gonna talk about. I'm super excited with Zach's takes on it. So, in uh, this Atlanta Hawks team, this is the current lineup. Uh, this is something that, you know, I, I think it's their current la- lineup right now. So, for the Atlanta Hawks, they are currently the 11th uh, team in standings in the Eastern Conference with 14 wins and 16 losses. They are currently, you know, lost twice in a, in, in a row. Their current lineup is Dillon Wright. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure with... If they will start Bogdan Bogdanovich because he actually started for off the bench. Uh, sorry, played off the bench in the previous game. But I'm pretty sure he's, he's de- they definitely need him to you know to really step up. Cam Reddish is playing. Actually, blew out in the past game. John Collins and Gorgi Yang. So at least for the first five. Or if uh, first question is is did I got it correctly? And also, um, uh, what do you think about these starters? I, I mean, there's a lot of things ha- that are happening in the all of the NBA, but at least for the Atlanta Hawks, um, what can you say at least for these five? And then later, I'm going to put in several names as well. I'm pretty sure um, people are trying to check out a certain rookie that you know was really picked up for a lot of uh, NBA teams or by the GMs in the NBA.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, the Hawks are not, they're pretty much like every other NBA team. They've been hit pretty hard with injuries and with, you know, players being out with health and safety protocols. Um, uh, one guy that I think just comes to mind right away is John Collins, just because he's healthy And, you know, no matter how many talented players Atlanta adds to the roster, this guy continues to put up top 40, uh, you know, seasons for, you know, if you play in nine cat leagues, this guy is just consistent as they come. Uh, He doesn't really hurt you anywhere. Uh, He's very strong in just about every category. So he's the first one that jumps off the chart for me. Um, but yeah, I think it's worth noting that Cam Reddish scored a career high 34 points yesterday. I think he took 23, 24 shots to get there. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously he's going to be shooting the ball. He has the green light now with that backcourt, basically, uh, you know, Trey Young's out lemon pepper, lose out Kevin Herter, um, you know, and DeLon Wright is, eh, he's a deeper league streamer. He's not anybody that I'm really going to count on if I'm in a 12 team league, unless I'm which maybe I am desperate at this point. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think Bogey comes back and hopefully gets them some offense that they need. But for right now, Cam Reddish, man, he looks like somebody that is really going to be a great streamer if you manage managed to get him.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, b- by the way, I think at least for today, it's going to be Sean Hayes that's going to be starting at two. And he actually started before. Um, another person that I would like to you know um, put in the table here is number one is Onyeka Okongwu. I think he's one of the most most added player in the past day. Um, I personally think people kind of like forgot how good was Gorgi Dieng is. Uh, in in the, in the past game they kind of like split minutes twenty, 20 two minutes for Gorgi and then eighteen for o- Onyeka. I I do understand the upside what for for, for Okong, but um, what do you think about these two bigs? Who do you think will you know will have a better fantasy value in terms of at this extreme type of a player, or do you think uh, as, as as time goes by, they will at least for the next ten days, I guess, uh, they will st- they will continue to split their minutes.
0: Yeah, I would I I mean from a fantasy perspective I would love it if they just let one or the other just kind of get more run. Uh, for what it's worth, it looks like Okongwu is going to be starting tonight after Dang started the last game. Um so yeah, I, I definitely think the upside is with Okongwu. Uh Dang has been um, you know, he's been kind of a lower-end streamer, uh, you know, when he's been given minutes, but definitely upside is with Okongwu. Um, and as you mentioned, I think people um or you said that about Dang, but I think it's true of Akangwu too. I think people forgot how good he was uh when he was drafted number 6 out of USC. Um, oh my gosh, I guess that was just last year, right? So, um he hasn't been in the league very long. He hasn't appeared in too many games. Obviously, he's been uh, you know, out for most of this season already, so yeah, I think the upsides with him, and if you want to take a shot on him, I, I definitely think that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I do agree, especially in Dynasty. Uh, I think um, if you actually forgot about Okongo, I think for me he is actually the best big man in the the previous uh, rookie draft uh, over uh, um, Wiseman. I guess um, Wiseman has a lot of upside in in in, in that level, but in terms of um, defense, um, maturity, well, at least as a big man who actually could, you know, um, adjust on the system of the NBA. I think Okongwu plays better. We've seen it in the FIBA, actually. So, um, if you kind of forget about him in dynasties, you should actually give an interest for Onyeka Okongwu. Uh, another name that I would like to pop out. This is something, you know, uh, that everyone is kind of like, well, say happy. Because um, it's, it's been fun to see Lance Stephenson playing again, Born Ready. What can you say about Born Ready? I, I, I do believe that there will be a game wherein he could, you know, give you, I don't know, a random five steals or a almost triple-double game, right?
0: Yeah man, I don't I don't know how much fantasy value he's going to have, but he's one of those guys that yeah, you like seeing in the NBA. I mean, going back to when he was blowing in LeBron's ear or uh, I think I saw a video of him recently where he was draining a 3 in his backyard with his shirt off dancing around the driveway. Uh, so yeah, he's just a goofball, man. He's a fun guy to watch. So definitely rooting for uh, Lance Stevenson.
1: Agree and for in dynasty league as well. Um I'm not sure if he's going to give an impact but unfortunately um, another player that w- will be out for today's game is Sharif Cooper. Uh, I think he was a great steal for the Atlanta Hawks and um maybe maybe after Lou Williams or um Dylan Wright or uh, any um guard back out backup will be traded or will be you know um flipped by the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I think Sharif Cooper is someone that we will definitely be monitoring, right? And then um, let's go to the stars. Um, Trey Young, uh, were you happy with his performance in this uh, season? Um, and also, what are you expecting from him uh, in the upcoming second half?
0: From Trey Young, man, um, I, I don't see how you can be, you know, disappointed with his performance so far, right? I mean, so I think before the break, he went. I'd have to look it up here, but it was what six or seven games in a row with 30 points. Um, you know, he's averaging, I think, 25 and nine again for like the third or fourth season in a row. Um, it, so, I mean, what he's doing is just ridiculous. But the best part for him this year is the efficiency is finally taking a step forward. So, this is his fourth year in the league, and he's finally shooting above 45% from the field. The free throw percentage is ticking up. The three, you know, three point percentage is ticking up. His threes are ticking up. Uh, he's averaging, I, I think, he's up to a steal a game at this point. So, um, yeah, you gotta love what he's doing. And I think he's he's a first rounder, if not a borderline first rounder, right now. So, yeah, you gotta love what he's doing this season, man.
1: And good thing about Trey's game is you know what is that after like a shaky start in terms of the free throws att- free throw attempts. He's been hitting up to like 10 attempts for the past few games before he got, you know, um, health protocol. So super happy to see that. And mm-hmm. uh, someone that I I'm gonna also chip in here is how about Clint Capella? Do you think he's a buy low? Um, at least especially now that he is out, because uh, in some sense he's underperforming just because of the comparison of what he produced last season, right? But he's still providing decent stats, but. Uh, I, I think the the contract of Jen Collins kind of like really pushes Atlanta to give more to Jen Collins over Clean Capella.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um and I, I don't know if he's necessarily a, a buy low. I mean, it just depends on on what you are able to trade for, you know, to acquire him. Um But, yeah, he's doing – he's a little underperforming right now as far as the rebounding goes, as far as maybe the blocks go. Uh, But he's still elite in those categories. He's really good with the field goal percentage. But, I mean, you really get dragged down because he doesn't shoot threes. His free throw percentage is just god-awful. So I don't know if I'd necessarily consider him a buy low. I'm not sure what I see – the rest of the season that I would think is, you know, he's going to improve uh, to, to get up from that top 70 ish value that he's got right now.
1: Yeah. Cause me personally, my, my perspective there is um, s- majority of the gyms aren't super inclined with the stat comparison. It's more of like how they feel that, Hey, last season, this dude is giving me these stats and this season I'm not getting it. So, Maybe they can if the, the moment they get frustrated, I usually suggest our our, our our viewers here to really you know put in some pressure in terms of shooting um trade uh uh trade offers because you know that the, the, at that point GMs are in the best in their best state to really you know do some solid transaction. <laughs> so I think I see some opportunity there.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Okay. And then and, and majority of the questions that I have, at least for Atlanta, is um, how about the, the wings? So there's a lot of people that are still um, holding the Andre Hunter in their IL slot. And given that there's a lot, a lot of um, uh, COVID protocols that are happening, they're actually asking, do I actually uh, you know, drop um, uh, uh, the Andre Hunter or even Kevin Herter? especially with Bogdan back. Um, these are coming from GMs that are kind of like in the league with 16 dip and bigger. So what's your thought about uh, holding Hunter or Herter?
0: Yeah, so Hunter is, he's estimated to come back, what, the first week of January, I think, is the latest I saw, or maybe the second week at the latest. So he's not too far away. Uh, I think Kevin Herter, if you're trying to decide between both of those guys, Herter is an easy drop for me. I mean, in a 16-team league, yeah, maybe you want to hold on to him, but, um, you know, he's outside the top 175. I think, especially with streaming, 10-day contracts and everything going on now, um, you know, I think you can find somebody of equal value on the waiver wire that's going to get you some production right this very second. And, of course, if you need that, I think he's fine to drop. Uh, Hunter is a good speculative guy to hold on to. But again, if you really need the production now and you don't want to lose for another three or four weeks in a row, yeah, go ahead and drop him. I mean, you do what you got to do at this point.
1: Agree, agree. And then possibly a couple more questions for Atlanta is, um, do you think they're going to be doing some medium to small transactions to make their team better? Because um, looking at it, they're one of the teams that are kind of like deep, to be to be honest. But the thing is, they they have a lot of injury-prone players like, you know, Gallo, Hunter, so Bogdan as well. So um, do you think they're going to do some move? Because they are actually um, underperforming in terms of what is expected from them. There's a lot of... Uh, Teams in the East that are actually shocking people like Cleveland and Charlotte and um, even Washington Wizards. So what do you think are possible moves by Atlanta, at least by trade deadline?
0: I'd love to see them make a couple of moves, but I... I, just looking at the roster, I just am not sure who they would, you know, who who are they going to trade? So Trey obviously is not going to be traded. Collins is not going to be traded. Maybe they move Clint Capella and they try to, you know, keep Okongwu in there because he's been playing well the last couple of games. Um, I'm not sure who's going to want Gallo. I'm not sure what you're going to get for Herder or Reddish or I think Reddish stays. I'm not sure what you're gonna get for Hunter I think they want to keep him and see what they have with him too you know as long as he can stay healthy so I'm not sure man the rest of the roster is you know mostly veterans other than like you mentioned Sharif Cooper um, and i I think that's about it the rest is is mostly you know, veterans. So I, I think they're probably going to stay pat, if I had to guess. Uh, especially after going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, I think they're probably going to try to run it back with this roster again. Um, so that that's my initial thought. Um, do you agree with that, or you, you, do you see them making some moves?
1: Um, I think they're going to do a couple of moves because their 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 free agents are actually um, like, for example, Lou Williams is a free agent. Gor Gideng is a free agent. Well. Um, PLCN, Solomon Hill is a pre-agent. Those players are some... are are players that, you know, kind of, like, uh, could help a team that needs some depth in terms of veteran presence. Wherein, uh, on the other hand, Atlanta needs more space or more playing time to their wings, especially their wings, because they they have a lot of talented wings there. So I'm thinking they might, you know... um, Create a space for those wings and maybe trade, like, take for example, maybe Gorgi Dieng now that Okong is actually um uh, um healthy and then possibly, like, a Lou Williams because Lou Williams is going to be a good trade chip because everyone knows how good Lou Williams is. If you need a, a, a spark plug uh, from the, off the bench, he could definitely, um you know, uh, give that to you, but... The big question there is how confident is the Atlanta Hawks that Bogdan or um is actually healthy because that's going to be his role if ever Lou Williams you know goes away and uh, that goes as well with DeAndre Hunter so that's my thoughts but yeah um, Atlanta Hawks should really you know push the button cuz <laughs> they, they 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 are people are expecting them to really play better okay so let's move now to the next team the boston celtics their current lineup is uh, Jalen Brown Marcus Smart Romeo Langford uh, Jason Tatum and Robert Williams currently they are actually what eight? surprisingly i, I you know they they had some runs but i'm not super excited with how are they performing right now i think um they are one of those teams that aren't that organized compared to other teams so i'm i'm, I'm pretty Kind of like disappointed on uh what they're performing right now but for you zach especially for their two stars jalen brown and jason tatum um do you think those two could definitely or could actually um, bring uh the boston celtics at least in the top four or at least in the top eight for Easter conference <laughs>
0: Oh, God bless you. Yeah, so if you're talking about if these two guys can carry the team, yeah, I mean absolutely, dude. They're both um I, and I'm not sure if it was this show where I I said this before or another show that I was on, but I, I don't think Jalen Brown is miles behind Jason Tatum as far as talent goes. I think they're both. Tatum's obviously the better player, but Jalen Brown is is really excellent himself. Um, so if you're talking about two guys that can, uh, you know, that can score, that can carry a team, uh, and just get a bucket and win, yeah, I think those guys can definitely do it. Um, it's just the supporting cast around them. I'm not sure is. Is enough. As you mentioned, they've been definitely underperforming this season. Uh, They've dealt with injuries. They've kind of had a bunch of different lineup combinations. But, um, you know, if some of these young guys can really start to stay consistent and play really well night in and night out um guys like like you mentioned romeo langford who has been in the starting lineup who's played pretty well when uh, you know given the minutes uh guys like peyton pritchard who has been just like a walking bucket at the end of games they've had him in at the in the fourth quarter over you know like a dennis schroeder um so if guys like that can keep playing well and keep playing consistent um yeah, I think I think they definitely have a chance. They're going to make the playoffs in the East. I just I'm not sure how far they're going to go against teams like Brooklyn, Milwaukee, uh Philadelphia, just teams with a, you know, the the talent is is that much better than Boston, I think overall.
1: Uh someone that is actually being, you know, uh talked about at least uh in, in some of the gems is uh, what would happen to Dennis Schroeder. Uh I think he's one of the players that is actually tradable for for uh the boston celtics uh, do you think uh he will still have value after every health protocol comes back or after the all-star break i guess or do you think um they act is someone that you know people should really trade before that happens as because he might actually have like you know lower value because I'm not sure which team is actually interested to get that Schroeder.
0: Schroeder's an interesting one, dude. I mean, so he's like right outside the top 100 in 9-cat right now. Um, But his value, to me, it seems like it's slipping. Um, You know, with the team relatively healthy now, I mean, he just got benched the other night, uh, you know, for Langford. So uh, that doesn't really that to me is not really a good sign. Um, of course, I mean, he's, he's played well as a six man in the past. So, um, I just, I'm not sure what kind of value, um, he's going to bring if this team stays healthy. Um, but yeah, if you, if, if you hold on to him, if he finds himself in the right situation, I think he can definitely be better than, um, uh, you know, 109, 110, where he's currently at, but, I'm not sure how much better he's necessarily going to be. Um, it, to me, he's he kind of profiles more as like a volume shooter who can get you some assists sometimes, but um, yeah.
1: How about um, Al Horford? Uh, I personally think that uh, Big Al is someone that is kind of like important in this team. He's kind of like the glue guy. Uh, for them to really succeed, I think uh, they should stick to giving Al Horford bigger minutes than usual. Um, I think he needs to be in the court most of the time. Uh, that's kind of like a, a hit on the uh, Time Lord. But if they really want to succeed, I think that's 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 the direction I'm seeing. So do you agree with that or
0: yeah, definitely, man. uh I, I think Horford is just the basketball IQ that he brings. Um, I, I mean, he can do a few things that Time Lord can't do. I mean, right? He can stretch the floor. He can shoot a three. Um, Horford is a an excellent passer for a big man, which is something that Robert Williams is not at this point. Um, and you know, you you rely on Robert Williams. You say, "Oh man, he he blocks a lot of shots," but. Al Horford is, you know, really good on defense as well and blocks, uh, you know, one and a half a game this season for him. So, um, yeah, he brings a lot more to the table, and he's not a liability from the free throw line either like Robert Williams is. So they're they're definitely going to keep him in there. Um, I mean, you notice Joel Embiid went for what, 41 the other night against Boston with Horford out of the lineup. And, you know, Horford is the type of guy that due to his IQ, knowing where to, you know, how to position himself against, the you know, offensive players like that, he's been a thorn in Embiid's side, you know, when they've played each other in the past, and he's that type of guy you want against a player like Embiid. So I totally agree with you and totally agree that it's a hit the Time Lords value, which it's been this this season.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. So, um for for Time Lord's sake, I think um uh, we should contain our expectation from him once yep. again cuz you know, people are really they, they treat Time Lord like a Christmas gift every December 25th, so you know. <laughs> um possible two players that I would like to also you know, get your um, thoughts about is these two vets, like super vets, they actually have Joe Johnson, Isa Joe finally uh gets back to the NBA and then CJ Miles. Um, do you think they would at least have an impact in the in, you know in the next games? But compared to other teams, Boston still has their core members. So I'm not sure if they're actually relevant to be added, unless you want to just get a snippet that, hey, I got Ice and Joe <laughs> in this season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it might be fun to have Joe Johnson on your fantasy team. Like you said, just say, hey, I got him on my fantasy team. But uh, at this point, man, with everybody's rosters hurting so bad, people being out due to protocols and the other injuries – I don't even think people can afford to have uh you know Joe Johnson on their team. So uh love to see him hit that um, you know that elbow jumper the other day. Uh yeah. scored two points, but uh he's not going to have any value like you said, man. Boston's at, at pretty much full strength. He's there as a as a depth piece. It's, it's great to see him in the league obviously, but no fantasy value.
1: Uh, I just wish they the just give more minutes to um, they're youngsters because uh, you've mentioned Peyton Pitcher, He's a walking bucket, but for some reason, things you know went up and down for Boston. But he still hadn't had that limelight to really provide uh, a couple yep. of players that are kind of like in the uh, floating status for uh the Boston Celtics. Josh Richardson, uh, the gunner the days that Josh Richardson, you know, is actually that uh 3 and D, someone that kind of like part of the top five guards that uh can produce blocks in the league. Those are kind of like gone. He showed some glimpse of, you know, hope in, I, I think there, there was a game that he scored 20 plus uh, points, right? Um do you think he's still rosterable at least in in the 20 dip league or 30 dip league?
0: Yeah, in a 20 or 30 deep league, absolutely, man. Um, He's, like, right outside the top 150 right now. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, He is, you know, if he can make some small improvements, uh, get a little bit more. I think he's playing, like, 25, 24 minutes a game, something like that. Um, You know, if he saw a little bit more playing time, uh, he would be rosterable in in a 12-team league. But uh, I just don't see that happening for him, unless there's a whole bunch more injuries. But yeah, in a deeper league, certainly he should be on a roster.
1: How about Grant Williams? Grant Williams has been a good role player for the Boston Celtics. Uh, not super friendly in terms of fantasy, but there's there's several uh, games that uh, his defensive stat is kind of like gravy. But when I looked at it, the long run, he's just like a three-point guy, rebound guy but um what do you think do, do is he someone that could actually get a bigger role just in case there's a trade or someone goes down
0: Yeah, he's a dude that would, would have significant value if there was any sort of injury or, you know, trades or things of that nature that would open up more minutes for him. Uh, I think it was the first two or three weeks of the season that he was, I want to say he was like a top 100 guy. I know he was really, really producing there at the beginning of the season, um, when he was getting some extra minutes. So, um, or it might not have even been at the very beginning. It might have been uh, a couple weeks into the season, but there was that period where he was seeing 25, 30 minutes a night and was really putting up some good numbers. So, yeah, I think he's that type of guy. Um, For right now, though, based on his current role, he's a deep league guy. Absolutely. He's not getting enough run right now.
1: And speaking of three, something that I would uh, ask your thoughts about is, um, the Jalen Brown, um, Ben Simmons, you know, rumor. Uh, is it something that you know, do you think there's some legitimacy in that angle, or it's it's a far fetched, uh, trade rumor?
0: I don't know, man. I, I, to me, I think it's far fetched. I, I'm not really sure how you trade. Uh, obviously, Ben Simmons is, is quite a good player. Um, as far as defense, as far as what he can bring to a ta- to the table, as you know, a, a six foot ten point guard uh, who can rebound, who can find teammates, that kind of thing. But uh, I just don't see him being traded. I don't see Boston trying to trade away Jalen Brown.
1: Got it. Um, in terms of uh, the 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 second half of the season value, any Boston Celtic? Do you think that hey, you either need to trade this before he gets dated like Dennis Ruder or is there any player like, hey, pound and get some stacks of this player before the all-star break as you see uh, them actually, uh, you know, getting more value?
0: Ah, That's a tough one, man, for this team. I, I don't necessarily think so. Um, I think at this point uh, we talked about Al Horford already. Um, I think if if you can trade him for, obviously he's in protocols now, but uh, if you can get a good return on him, I think you could have done better uh, a month ago. But again, if you can get a, a good return for him, I would definitely be trying to trade Al Horford. Um, he's top 40 right now. I definitely don't see that being sustainable all season. Um, but in terms of guys that I would like to acquire – uh, yeah, I'd like to have Jalen Brown. Maybe if if somebody's scared off uh, based on some injuries and some injury history, sure, um, he's a top sixty guy right now, and he could certainly work his way into that third and fourth round conversation.
1: Got it. So, bro, uh, I I do believe that you you mentioned to me before that you're you have like at least like thirty minutes for today. Uh, just let me know if you need to jump in, but uh, I'm gonna jump into the next team. So if you still have time, uh, let's talk Brooklyn. Do you still have time, bro?
0: Yeah, let's run through Brooklyn and then I'm going to get off here and uh, put the kids to bed before I got to hop on for something else.
1: For sure. For sure. Thank you so much. So uh, let's talk about Brooklyn. This is their current team. So super all-star team. <laughs> here <laughs> you have <laughs> Kessler Edwards. I think this is your boy, Cam Thomas, um, Blake yep. Griffin, uh, David Duke Jr. This is one of my boys uh Bala. Pat patty mills former san antonio spurs brooklyn mm-hmm. is actually the number 1 team in the east with a record of 21 and 9 um first question um cam thomas bro i know you this is one of your you know one of your favorite players favorite rookies he he have not really shown us what we saw um with him in the in the summer league um do you think given that he already has an opportunity is it him not really, you know, not really providing the expectation that possibly Nash expects him to provide? Or is it because of, like, uh, a role? Because aside from not giving us the, the value, he is also, also I, mean, I mean, before before this, this change of rotation, he's actually available, but Nash didn't give him a lot of minutes. So I thought that he was, like, the, 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 the main option when KD was out and when Harden was out. But I think Nash is a different uh, approach about him. So what are your thoughts, bro?
0: Yeah, he hes a guy that I loved coming out of, uh, coming out of LSU and a guy that, yeah, was excellent in summer league. I really thought he was going to pop off, especially with all these injuries. And then you see a guy like David Duke just completely dominate when he was in, you know, double, double every single night, uh, boards, points. And meanwhile, Cam Thomas goes seven for 20, uh, when he gets the start the other night and scores 15 points on 20 shots. So, um, to me, I thought he was out there acting like Dylan Brooks and (laughs) very, very disappointed, man. I think he's definitely shown some flashes. Um, that game was, was pretty rough and he's had a couple of other really inefficient nights. I think he's shooting like 30, he's shooting below 40%. Um, so, But, of course, I mean, we saw Cade Cunningham shoot his way out of that, you know, early season slump. Not to say Cam Thomas is him, but, you know, we know with rookies that they can start out slow and kind of work their way out of those kind of things. But, yeah, I'm pretty disappointed thus far, man. He's a clear hold for me in a dynasty league, but I'm disappointed with what I've seen thus far.
1: And then given that they actually signed uh Players like Shaq Harrison, yeah, James Ennis, and, and Galloway. Those are those are players that you give give them the ball. They'll definitely, do are yep. Dylan Brooks days. So <laughs> this it's gonna be tough for the for the kid, right? But uh, yep. as of the moment, I think I think one of the best acquisition for for uh the Brooklyn Nets that you can see in your free agent pool is um Uncle Blake Griffin. I think he could actually provide good value at least at least now, that he's kind of like the lone star available in this team, um, I think he's a good trade piece if ever GM won't recognize that eventually when, <laughs> when, when the boys comes <laughs> back, he won't have any value. Do you think some GM could actually, you know, uh, recognize that? Possibly, a league wherein um, a win every week is important. Maybe that's something that uh, someone like Blake could have value, but um, do you think he could overtake eventually, um, LMA at some point? Because, um, before the COVID protocols, he's out of rotation, bro.
0: Yeah, I think he's back just out of necessity. Um, so his last three starts, he's played, yeah, you know, he's played pretty well. Um, he's given you assists, rebounds, points, some defensive numbers. Um, you know, I think he, yeah, he hit a three in every, every start that he's had. So yeah, totally has some value right now. If you want to try to flip him and and get a, a little more bang for your buck, I, I would say do that with any player if you can, uh, as far as overtaking LaMarcus Aldridge, I doubt it. Uh, you know, like you said, he was out of the rotation. He was picking up, uh, DNP coach decision every single night. Um, they're, they're staying with Aldridge, um, they're staying. They're bringing guys like James Johnson, Paul Millsap, um, you know, guys like that off the bench over Blake Griffin. So no, I don't think he has Nick Claxton. I don't think he has uh, a ton of value once everybody's healthy again.
1: Speaking of Nick Claxton, um, when every star comes back, even Kyrie, if he ever comes back, do you think Nick Claxton will? Have a, at least some value in deeper leagues because, um, he, when 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 Elemy is out, Kevin Durant is out. He had the cop, I guess, at least a game that you know he looks good. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't rebound that well in that game, but um, he has some good points, field goal percentages, and then some defensive stats that we actually are salivating before. But um, we also know that there's always a scenario in he doesn't play because. They have LaMarcus Aldridge, they have Paul Millsap, they have Blake Griffin. Um, What do you say about um, this young stud? Because it has been on our radar, but haven't really harvested that value.
0: Yeah, man. For a lot of the reasons you mentioned, he just doesn't get playing time. Um, You know, his per 36 are... Yeah, they're juicy, dude. 14 and 10 with three and a half stocks. So those are just huge numbers that uh, he kind of reminds you of like a Robert Williams, like really excellent on a per minute basis, really needs to get some more minutes. Um, It just it's not happening right now. And uh, I'm not sure that it does happen on this team. Uh, I think if he gets traded uh, or maybe there's just some long-term injuries, then we could really see him explode. But uh, until then, he's just not getting enough playing time to really be viable.
1: Got it. So let's talk some stars. Um, I'm impressed with Kevin Durant, <clears throat> not, not just because of his stats, but just for being healthy. I think that's I, – I really didn't expect that his – is this healthy to the point that he's playing a lot of minutes. Um James Harden and Kevin Durant, what would be the impact when Kyrie comes in? Because they're 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 thinking that Kyrie plays. I, I do believe that it won't be like a lot of games. Uh, but there's definitely an impact to those two stars. What's gonna be, what do we expect when Kyrie comes back?
0: That's a tough one, man. I mean, so both of these guys have been, uh, you know, top five players so far. Um, you know, a few things that I don't think change. Um, I don't think Harden's, uh, assist rate is going to go down because Kyrie is, you know, last year when they were playing together, Kyrie was the two Harden ran the point. So I think he, one of his ba- major strengths for fantasy is his, uh, you know, it's his assist, it's his free throw percentage. Um, you know, in addition to all the other things he does. So those things I don't think will, uh, be affected negatively, uh, for Kevin Durant, again, great, efficient shooter. Those won't go down because Kyrie's in the lineup, uh, rebounding won't go down because Kyrie's in the lineup. This is one of his best rebounding seasons of his career. Um, same way with, uh, you know, with his scoring, I think he's still leading the league in scoring at, at almost 30 a game. So that might take a little bit of a hit, but, um, Yeah, I I think these guys are still both uh, probably first-round guys, even with Kyrie in the lineup.
1: And speaking of Kyrie, the the tons of questions that I've been getting, um, how would you value Kyrie? Um, Obviously, you're going to pick him up. up, But if you're in a shallow league, do you still pick pick him up? Given if you kind of like strategize the number of games that he will play, I saw some news that he will eventually play some Uh, away games, I guess. I'm not sure if that's correct, but um, how do you value him? And also, um, aside from valuing him for your own roster, do you think he has some trade value if you have Kyrie and then you want to flip
0: him up? I think he has... I don't know if he has trade value just on his own, but I think if you were to, uh, you know, try to trade uh, a good player for a great player and you say, I'll trade you this guy plus Kyrie to sweeten the deal. I think that might be something you might want to do as a package just to sweeten the deal. Um, for Kyrie, man, I mean, his upside is, you know, first and second round value. His floor is probably, I mean, even if he's only playing, you know, the away games, even if he's a little rusty, um, what's the floor fifth, fifth round value, sixth round value at the very lowest, um, and how many of those type of guys are you going to find floating around on the waiver wire or, you know, available for very cheap in a trade? So uh, I think the risk at this point, knowing that he's probably going to be back to play at least half of their remaining games, uh, I think it's a calculated risk. And I think it's one that, uh, you know, if you can get a good deal, absolutely try to grab him.
1: Got it. How, how about trade in real life? Rumors has been circling around Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving play, but. I think it's a long shot because the fact that Kyrie is kind of like saying that hey, if you trade me, Brooklyn, I'm gonna retire or something. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, do, do do you do you think with this current roster, even without Kyrie, Brooklyn can actually win, or they 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 need to do a couple of moves, especially with? I think it really hurt them when Joe Harris were, was out. I think Joe Harris like has a very good role in, in the lineup. Patty Mills is actually playing one of his best seasons, but um, what's your thought about these trade rumors? And if ever they will have a trade, what do you think is their best move?
0: Yeah, I agree that Kyrie will. Kyrie is the type of guy that will retire. He'll make good on that promise. He'll retire if he's traded. Um, and I don't think any uh, real-life NBA GMs want to touch him with a 10-foot pole, given what we've seen this year and what we've seen in the past for him, where he just one day he loves playing basketball and one day, uh, he, he'd rather pursue something else. So uh, if I was a GM, I would feel the same way.
1: You got it, bro. And then, uh, I, I, I took note of this question as well. Um, rest of the season value for
0: Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, if he can stay healthy, um, Probably, probably stay as a top 100 guy. Um, I mean, if he's playing the same, uh, if he gets back to full strength and uh, doing what he was doing before, top 100 guy, I think for sure. Uh, Shooting points, rebounds. um, You know, he's back over a block a game. uh, Low turnover guy. Yeah, top 100 guy for sure.
1: Nice, nice. And before we, you know, let you uh jump in and you know tuck in your, your 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 kids um couple of questions here any players um in the whole nba that you're kind of like targeting or expecting something big or drastic in the second half of the season
0: Ah, uh, nobody that comes to mind off the top of my head right now man um still at this point at this point i'm just trying to get through week to week now with all the <laughs> <laughs> With all the injuries that have been, you know, kind of racking my teams and stuff. So i uh, not sure at this point. Um, yeah. Is, is there anybody you had in mind?
1: Well, I, I think so player, r- rookie guys or backup guys, like, for example, Alperen Sengun is someone that, you know, uh-huh. is definitely in my radar. He's been in my radar, but, you know, um, I don't know. The coaching staff still messing up his minutes and his role. Um, Another um, player that is kind of like, you know, uh, is in my radar as well, is um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think he has a chance to flip it around uh, in the second half of the season. So, those kind of players are, you know, in in my current radar. Um, Reality-wise, bro, um, with what you see in the NBA, who's gonna win the Eastern Conference?
0: Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Milwaukee again uh, I just don't trust Brooklyn I think they're the most talented team but I don't trust them uh, and I think now that Giannis has figured out how to get through the playoffs and win the finals I, th- I think it'll be Milwaukee again
1: How about the Western Conference?
0: Uh, at this point ooh, I think I will have to go Golden State I think Phoenix still has a real shot at it but um, you know as far as star power goes uh steph curry is he's the most talented out of those two teams easily so it's going to be golden state for me
1: who's going to win the nba finals
0: ooh oh man you know what man i'm i'm going to have to go milwaukee again i think they repeat this year
1: nice nice and who is your Regular season MVP,
0: uh, it's gonna be Curry at this point.
1: Yeah, I also love Curry. And then <laughs> lastly, bro, this is good. I think this is something that might be kind of like tough in some sense. Rookie of the year. Ooh,
0: uh I th- I mean obviously it's going to be a a two-way race between um you know Mobley and Scotty Barnes. Uh I, I think I'll have to go with Barnes just because Mobley's hurt right now and is going to miss a little bit of time. Uh and I th- of course that didn't really hurt LaMelo last year, right? He ended up winning rookie of the year when he even though he missed some time. Uh but I think for me Ah, that's such a tough one. I'll lean Barnes right now, but it's it's so close, man. It's almost a coin flip.
1: Yeah. I I I haven't really decided. I was it's, it, it was pretty clear in my mind it's going to be Mobley, but uh like like your angle is I was thinking hey, if Scotty Barnes plays like Anthony Edwards before and then Mobley is more hurt than Lamella before, then it's now super close compared to the Lamelo Edwards uh, uh, case but yeah well bro thank you so much it, it was fun to really have you back again in the show and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty um, thankful that you make time to join us especially in this special event or special um, kind of like a show for a cause so thank you so much do you have anything to say to our viewers or to anyone who will be watching this later
0: yeah man um, if you're able to donate uh please do i think this is an excellent cause and i think this is great that you put this together uh poppy so thank you for that um and to everybody out there that celebrates that's listening to this uh, you know merry christmas happy holidays happy new year um and i hope you're having a, a wonderful holiday season with your family Ooh,
1: thank you so much poppy Zach. happy holidays to you thank you so much and then um I hope you enjoy your holiday with your family, bro.
0: Same to you, my friend. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, See you bye-bye. Again, bro. See you, man. Bye.
1: Okay, mga paps. So, pwedeng na tayong magtagalog ngayon. Tapusin na natin yung natitirang uh, 10 teams. So, ganito yung mga mga mabas. Later, uh, on the, in our part 2, 10 teams again. And then, may magjo-join sa atin. And then, uh, this time, local uh, fantasy analyst naman yung dadating. So, Sundot na natin to, Charlotte Hornets. Ito, medyo malalim na team to mga paps. I think uh, this is a team that isn't really uh, impacted with those COVID protocols. They are surprisingly current uh, at number 9 sa so east with 16 wins and 17 losses. Okay, so on current uh, first 5 nila or starting 5 nila is Terry Rozier, Lamella Gordon Hayward, and Miles, Miles Bridges and Mason Plumlee. I think pretty straightforward ng Charlotte Hornets, mga Paps, it's still uh, Lamelo's team, Rozier's team, Hayward's team, Miles Bridges, almost, mar- maraming fantasy goodies dito eh, sa Charlotte Hornets. So, as a starter, uh, I think, no questions kay Ball, alam natin yung value niya. Miles Bridges is a surprising player this year. So, in some sense, straightforward na rin siya. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward is being underrated by a lot of GMs. Uh, if you can actually get him, uh cheap uh dahil kahit maganda 'yung performance niya uh, as a whole or in general medyo mababa pa rin 'yung valuation ng mga gems sa kanya. I think isang someone that I could, you know, try to, to get uh you no know, hindi naman sobrang cheap pero you know uh undervalued or low key trade na pwedeng kunin. Uh that goes as well with Terry Rozier Uh the fact na hindi pa rin naghihit ng mataas na minis itong sila Meloball. I think that gives, you know, some value at least for this season for Terry Rozier. Kasi, ang ibig sabihin lang nun, they still trust those vets to really close out games. So, if that's the case, kung yun ang babasayan ko sa style or discarte ng coaching staff ng Charlotte Hornets, uh, I think, um, okay pa rin itong value ni Rozier. Not as good as last year, for sure. Uh, pero, um, dahil nga yun, may recent injury siya, tapos may mga games na talagang sabaw yung performance niya. I think uh, he's someone that you could actually get, you know, cheaper than usual. Uh Other players, bukod dito sa star- starting lineup nila, wala naman masyadong ano dito eh, uh, COVID cases. Uh, Tsunami Papi. Itong si Tsunami Papi, isa to sa mga uh, revelation. I expected him to play better than his game last season. Pero kasi sobrang sabaw noon kaya medyo nagulat din ako sa sobrang solid performance nito ni uh, tsunami Papi this season. Um, I, think, I think you can g- use him as a trade chip kung ako yung tatanungin. Uh, dahil with P.J. Washington back pagkatapos uh, healthy pa rin yung core uh, hindi natin may expect na lagi niya mapaprovide yung quality value. Eh. So kung ganun lang din the moment na mag- magkaroon siya ng mga magagandang games try to sell high in some sense hindi naman super high kasi um, well, depende kasi mag- ano din naman pala uh, yung yung naming value ni Chunami um, Papi okay din sa in general so, makakawa ka ng good player pero feeling ko hindi ka makakawa ng sobrang solid na player out of uh, Kelly Oubre uh, another player is uh, P.J. Washington uh, ngayon pa lang natin makikita kung how consistent he can be even if Mason Flambley is still playing so uh, looking at it okay naman mas, mas nakakuha na siya ng momentum mas may playing time na siya uh, the stats are, are there pero definitely hindi katulad dun last season so uh, it's still a watch out for me uh, ganun pa rin yan maghahati sila kapag malaki yung kalaban mas may playing time possibly si Mason Plumlee and then expect nyo na posible mag-call trouble si PJ Wash pero in general uh, out of position uh, hindi pala out of position out of, uh, snipes and blocks yan talaga yung maasalanan PJ Wash uh, other players of the bench here, um, ano to eh, random na, random na value. Depende kung sinong yung wala eh. Like for example, Cody Martin. um Gumagawa din paminsan itong si uh, Jalen McDaniels. Uh, that goes as well with uh, James Booknight. So inconsistent, pero yan yung mga players na dapat yung i-check kapag nagkaroon ng possible trade or may, may injury or may, may ma-out dito sa lineup nila uh they are one of the teams na medyo healthy so as of the moment medyo uh, hindi natin i-expect na may swing of uh usage doon sa mga players na yan na nabigit natin and then let's see let's see kung anong magagawa ni LeAngelo Ball uh kung ano may yon uh <coughs> sorry kung makakapaglaro pa siya ever dito sa Charlotte Hornets uh hindi ko na na-track eh kasi akala ko there were there was a month na parang na-sign siya, tos, na-wave siya but natin ang mabubuo ni Lavar Ball, yung dalawang Ball Brothers na niya dito si Charlotte Hornets. walana man ako na see uh, major changes, I think solid na yung lineup nila. Uh, they need to win, so it means that they might actually lean more to their core members moving forward. Uh, asahan natin more minutes to Hayward, more minutes to Bridges and Lamelo and Rozier as well. Hopefully more minutes for PJ Wash. Tapos, uh, ang kanilang six man or their uh, off the bench spark plug is uh Kelly Oubre so feeling ko maglalaro lang doon uh, especially na kailangan nila lang mag so they're almost there sa top 8 so i'm expecting uh more uh wins for Charlotte Hornets tingnan natin dapat ma-take advantage nila tong nangyayari sa covid uh next team natin is the Chicago Bulls etong Chicago Bulls one of the hottest team right now, actually, off the bat, eh. One of the hottest teams against Sila. Not only because of the highlights, but because of, you know, acquisition and then uh, the, the record as well. Because they are actually uh, second in the Eastern Conference with 19 wins and 10 losses. Unfortunately, doon sa mga owners, ng mga mainman ng ng, mga Chicago, ng, ng Chicago Bulls team, uh, especially Zach Levine, medyo pahinga muna siya ngayon. so, <laughs> o oh, ligay buday sa IL the current lineup nila is uh, L- Lonzo Ball, Javonte Green, uh, Alfonso Makini I think hindi not sure eh, pero feeling ko siya mag-start dito. Uh, Demar DeRozan and Nikola Vujovich. Uh, Mas sasabihin lang dito sa starter nila, uh, alam ko ka na injury ata or out ko si ano eh, uh, Alex Caruso. So, uh, watch out for the player na hindi, hindi ko dito, pero si Kobe White maybe this is the time where Kobe White gets value. Uh, especially na wala masaya dito ng dito. Obviously, Lonzo Vujovic and DeRozan is still here, so sila yung pin uh, na mag uh, ng value dito. Given that wala pa si Zach Levine, I think it's a good chance for uh, owners of DeRozan or Vujovic to sell high in some sense, Kasi c'mon, more usage for them, especially the bar DeRozan. This is the surprising actually. Dito sa Chicago Bulls, sila dalawa ni Alex Caruso para sa kanyo yung medyo surprising. Uh, ako, in-expect ko na yan kay Lonzo, ko na kay Zach Levine. Pero ito si DeMar DeRozan para to really get that uh, a lot of value despite the the, the 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 players that he has right now playing with uh, Zach Levine and Vujovic. Sobrang solid. No? Mga nakapag-draft kay DeMar DeRozan. So I think it's pretty much straightforward to the Chicago Bulls. At nakikita ko lang na butas dito is yung yun nga, Kobe White and then maybe kung are kayo, to trade si Kobe White bago babalik ulit sila sa Zach Levine and sila uh iba pang mga players, makukuha kayo value doon. Uh in dynasty, stick with Patrick Williams. I think he's gonna he's, he has a specific role dito sa si Chicago Bulls. Um nabanggit ko na to before sa post and even the sa mga live uh actually recorded episodes natin, uh, in terms of valuing player, hindi lang siya sa stats eh. uh, Patrick Williams is almost, hindi naman all, so, sobrang similar or sobrang equated kay uh, Isaac Okoro. Pero sila yung mga players na gusto talaga ng team. So, they, the, the Chicago Bulls organization will definitely kind of like put those rookies or those players in a situation na magsasaksid sila. So, may tiwala pa rin ako dito kay Patrick Williams. Imagine having Patrick Williams na 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 uh, nila to be uh, defensive player plus Alex Caruso, diba? Tapos may Lonzo pa. It's going be a very good combination uh, defensively. Uh, other than that, wala naman ako nakikita iba pang value, even if merong mga wala na players. Uh, medyo straightforward kung Chicago Bulls compared to sa ibang team. So, um, wala. Yun lang nakikita ko diyan uh, Nikolo Vujovic I think Gusto sana ng Buy low siya Kaso siya chance Ngayon to really Up his uh, Game So baka hindi na Natin magawa yon Pero Nag-expect ako na Magkaroon siya ng better value uh, In the next uh, Upcoming uh, Half ng season Next Team natin Is the Cleveland Cavaliers So for the Cleveland Cavaliers Ito yung Starting five Na ginagamit nila ngayon Ricky Rubio Darius Garland Dean Wade Lori Mark at Taco Fall so, sirika review Rubio minsan off the bench eh. Pero, um, usually ito yung mga, mga maraming minutes dito sa Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, They're currently 4th, surprisingly, with 19 wins and 13 losses. Uh, tingnan natin kung mag-stick to. Uh, parang napaganda pa eh, nung nawala si Sexton. So, this is something na medyo i-expect na natin for the Cleveland Cavaliers na talagang mag sila dito kay Darius Garland uh, and, um, Evan Mobley which is actually out right now. So, yun yung nakikita kong peding buy low, Evan Mobley. Kung mabubulag niyo yung may owner ng Evan Mobley pero medyo masyadong mataas yung value niya eh. Parang mahihirapan tayo na bakoan si Evan Mobley. Um another player na low key na peding target natin is someone like Larry Mark and if you need points. Kasi nabibigyan na talaga siya ng chance dito sa sa Cleveland deh. And I think part siya ng plan. Eh, I mean siya yung isa sa mga player na kung iisipin mo, any move na gagawin ng Cleveland Cavaliers will actually benefit Laurie Markanen. Bakit? Uh, what if i-move nila si Kevin Love or i-move nila either itong si Osman. Siya yung, ano eh, siya yung isa sa mga makikinabang. Even if Ricky Rubio is moved, makikinabang din siya in FF USA. So, feel ko, isa si Laurie Markanen sa magandang target and low-key. Uh, don't expect big things, pero nakakita ako ng value sa kanya. Um that goes as well with of course that is Garland pero medyo um, solid yung value niya ngayon hindi niyo siya makukuha ng chip uh, actually medyo sell high siya in some sense kasi uh, I do expect na makukunti niya yung solid na, na stats niya pero there's a big chance na it will tone down a little bit kapag healthier na yung Cavaliers or they got something they do a, a, a big or a bold move or maybe a flip Sexton with uh, Kevin Love as well so if they can get any good players medyo may si Garland so if that's the possibility um, if you get if you can actually get someone that is uh, providing similar value that he provides right now for me uh, solid trade off uh, Kevin Love obviously is a good trade uh, chip as well um uh, there's a chance na hindi siya i-trade uh, dahil sa, sa situation niya. Pero, I mean, you can just squeeze you lang kung anong mapipigan natin dito kay, kay Kevin Love. Uh, Chedi Osman, tricky too, eh. Kasi, as much as we like Chedi, inconsistent at inconsistent pa rin siya eh. So, medyo hindi ako nagtitiwala sa kanya. So, yun. Uh, wala ako masyadong Nakikita ng value sa kanya in terms of long-term value. For now, do sa current lineup nila, uh, Osman, okay na kunin. Maybe Valentine, pero wala akong tiwala kay Valentine. Uh, fall if you need rebounds or big man stats. Yun lang, wala na iba. Uh, Dean Wade, may mga instances na pumuputok siya. So baka uh, in, in this run na wala yung majority ng players nila baka kakuha tayo ng value dito kay uh, Dean Wade. Next team natin, Dallas Mavericks. So, for the Dallas Mavericks, um, medyo hilaw kasi yung team ng Dallas Mavericks. Eh. Wala akong makikita yung talagang long-term na add dito. Puro uh, pantapa lang majority. So, current lineup nila is Jalen Bronson, Frank Nitilkina, Sterling Brown, DFS, saka Dwight Powell. Uh, wala si Perzingis, wala si Luka. Actually, yun lang yung dalawa na, Wala pala si Tin Hardaway. So, obviously, it's gonna be Jalen Bronson who's definitely, you know, have a lot of ano, usage and a lot of exposure. So, yan talaga yung kailangan makuha nyo kung available man siya. Dallas isn't doing well. 15-15 yung kanilang record. Tie sila sa Denver Nuggets. At number eight. So, feeling ko maggagawa sila ng move na matulong sa team nila. I'm not sure if it's like a Kyrie or Ben Simmons move, pero pwede uh, ko gagawa sila ng move. Kailangan. Kailangan nilang gamungan. Maybe a Tadyang move. So, uh, kung sakaling umabot na tayo sa All-Star break, isa yung Dallas Mavericks na subay-bayan nyo in terms of doon sa mga possible na uh, value trades na pwede nating ma- mapulot uh, of the waiver wires or of the, the free agent pool. Uh, other than that, uh, wala eh. Masyadong hilaw or masyadong mababaw yung lineup ng Dallas Mavericks. Wala akong makitang possible angle dito. Kung may pupulutin kaya ngayon, puro streamer lang yan. Hindi ko nakikita ng long-term na value. etong uh, si Jelen Bronson ka DFS lang talaga yung makakuha ng solid na value. For at least short term. And then, na madadala nila eventually long term. Pero hindi ganun ka, ka-solid. Maybe may win to kayo to trade for for Zingis or for, for Luka Doncic, pero mayroon pa pangalan kasi ng mga players lahat. Maybe Perzingis. if you don't like Perzingis, feeling you, ma siya ng ng injury moving forward. Right? So, isasab sa mga best time to trade him, kasi maganda yung mga performance niya, performance na relative. Unless eh. uh, concerned parin sila kung bakit at si Persingis ngayon. So. Yun lang naman, dito sa Dallas Mavericks, hindi siya ganun kalalim compared to sa ibang team na na-hit ng COVID uh, cases. Kasi doon sa iba kasi, um, may mga injuries din eh. Dito kasi wala. Punta naman tayo sa Denver Nuggets. Sabi ko nga kanina, same sila ng Dallas. 15-15, currently number 7. Hindi din siya masyado natamaan ng COVID, pero tinamaan naman ng injury. Obviously, MPJ and Jamal Murray is out. So, ang current lineup nila ngayon is Monte Morris, Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, saka Nicola Jokic. Um, nakita na natin to eh. Kasi yung nawala lang naman talaga sa kanila si MPJ. Yun yung medyo masakit. So, um, nag-step up si Monte Morris. Um, Bones Highland. nagstep step up din sa si Campazo. Salitan sila eh. Pero pag tiningnan mo in, in, as a whole, si Monte Morris yung medyo consistent, Pero upside-wise, it's gonna be Bones Highland. So, tingnan natin how it falls out. Wing, Will Barton, it's, another Will Barton season for the Denver Nuggets. Para sa akin, rosterable talaga siya even in standards. Um, hindi consistent, pero with what we have, what they have right now, malaki yung role na ginagampan ni Will Barton. Um, Aaron Gordon is a surprising player. Kung ako sa inyo, I would try to flip him. Instead, uh, he's doing a decent job, pero I think, hindi um, ko, ko ma-source eh kung okay pa rin yung valuation ng mga tao sa kanya. Pero kung ako yung nag-uunang Aaron Gordon, I'm nailed try to flip him. Uh, Nikolo Jokic, uh, business as usual, wala naman ibang, ano dito, walang ibang, expectation. Si Jamal Murray, uh, based on the news, feeling ko, wag tayo mag-expect. Uh, if you own Jamal Murray, drop nyo na lang siya, and then try to get, other players na, pwedeng magkaroon ng value. Oh, feeling ko, hindi siya di this season. Kung mapaglaro man siya, baka sobrang late na, so the fight siyang, enough value, especially na, ira-ramp siya, kapag naglaro na siya. So, I don't think he's not, uh, worth holding uh, in leagues uh, mpj well and sobrang unfortunate isa ako sa na, na darag sa so biktima nito ng ni mpj pero it is what it is uh, ang, ang uh, silver lining lang dyan try nyo mag buy low in, in, in keeper or dynasty leagues pero other than that medyo wala eh. um straightforward lang ditong denver nuggets uh, ang nakikita ko lang dito na yun nga yeah, upside possibly is yung know, post moons highland next team natin the Detroit Pistons. So ang Detroit Pistons ah uh, hindi na wag na natin tingnan yung <laughs> standing sila 5 wins and 25 losses. Um uh, underwhelming si si Cade Gunningham. So yun yung pinaka headline diyan pero uh, check mulan natin ngayon yung current na lineup nila. So they have Jalen Hay, Seven Lee sa Day, Hamido Diallo, Isaiah Stewart. Uh naghihintay pa rin tayong pumatokat yung si Isaiah Stewart pero isa siya siya sa mga uh, let down this season. Sobrang na-hype pero hindi siya masyado nakapag-deliver. Tapos nakipag... Uh, Nagkaroon nakip- <laughs> pa siya ng moment with Lebron James. So tingnan natin kung ano magiging future ni Isaiah Stewart. Uh, ang interesting sa akin dito si Sadiq If he has been dropped, uh, para sa akin okay siya. Um, the thing is, hindi siya super fantasy friendly. Uh, at least, hindi pa natin nakikita. So he is trying or they are trying to make Sadik Dickbay the 3 d guy. I'm not sure if he can actually do a good job do uh you know uh being that or or, or providing that expectation. Syempre, madami siyang natutunan kay Jeremy Grant na medyo tradable na sa kanila, pero you know, uh, bigyan natin ng room for improvement si Sa Dickbay. Still, especially sa situation ngayon, feeling ko solid na solid na acquisition or magandang makuha siya si Sa Dickbay. Not a priority add or to trade for pero okay to si sa debate. Um dahil maraming injury ngayon, di ko lang kung maglaro si Giannis for today pero sevenly is a good add. Uh, Hamidou Diallo, we know the scorer to so tingnan natin. Um low key na pwedeng magkaroon ng value bigla out of the blue is either Frank Jackson or Corey Joseph, yung dalawang guardian na yon, uh, mataas, malakas kumuha ng bola yon eh so mukhang may possibility na uh, magkaroon sila ng value. Long term, I would st- Still hold Cade, though sobrang underwhelming na niya, Pero maybe it's a good time for you to buy low for Kate uh, Cunningham. So, okay si Cade, uh, medyo pa na siya makahabol sa Rookie of the Year. Pero <coughs> feeling ko naman, hindi siya, ano, uh, he will definitely prove everyone wrong. It's either nahirapan siya mag or sobrang basura lang. <laughs> basura ng Detroit Pistons niya. Yeah. Hindi niya mabigay uh, feeling ko naman, um, in the long run, may, may potential pa rin yung uh, Ano pa ba yung mga makita? Uh, na, na, mga na-shoot na questions is, ito si luka Garza. Uh, ano ba maging future ni Garza? Obviously, the coaching staff, hindi pa siya masyado gusto. Sobrang konti ng minutes na nabibigay sa kanya. To the point na mas babad-babad pa sida sila Trey Lyles over him. So, I don't think magkakaroon pa siya ng value, at least for this season. Maybe maybe two years pro daw. Tingnan natin. Pero wala eh. Wala siya sa plano. Kilian Hayes, um, he is actually playing better than before. Kasi wala na, sobrang sabaw niya before. So the point na kahit anong gawin niya ngayon, mas na decent. Better na, di ba? Pero feeling ko, unti-unti na siyang nakakapag-adjust. Hindi pa siya yung I expect natin. Ako personally, hindi pa rin siya yung expect natin na player. Pero if you need... Dimes and still, okay siya. Medyo barag lang sa turnovers na sa field goal percentage. Pero, you know, if wala ka na talaga mapulot sa free agency, pag-isipan mo, kasi instead of helping your team, baka naman mas maksama pa to si Killian Hayes. So uh, other than that, wala eh. Wala tayo masyadong mapiga dito sa Detroit Pistons. Yung mga solid na team, baka uh, mapag-usapin pa natin sa part 2 and part 3 natin mabaya. And then, last team for this uh, episode will be the Golden State Warriors. So, for the Golden State Warriors, uh, hindi pa sila ganun natamaan ng COVID uh, cases dahil yung pa nilang main de eh, okay pa, pa. At least yung dalawa. So, Steph Curry, uh, napag-usapan na lamit katina ni Papi Zak, uh, frontrunner for MVP. Uh, so, current lineup nila kayo, kasama nila si Damon Lee, si Jonathan Kubiga si Draymond Green, sa kasi Looney. They are currently number two, so West. I, I think there's a big chance uh, that over to get a Phoenix Suns. So uh, continue to really rely on uh, uh, a good year of Steph Curry. Feeling Sobra so achieve. So uh, he got the record for uh, the the snipes. I think he'll try to get another MVP, and then he'll try to definitely lead the Golden State Warriors for another championship. So. Magandang challenge ito para sa either Milwaukee Bucks or Brooklyn Deaths ng, ng East. Uh, other than that, medyo down to si Draymond Green. Let's see kung mag-improve siya. Uh, I still believe the, there's a chance na mag-improve si Draymond Green, especially kapag adyan na si Klay Thompson. Kasi he works well with better players. So I would uh, try to check out if uh, the availability of Draymond Green uh, as a trained you know, target, Low key trade target. Hindi naman matunog yung pangalan niya. Feeling ko makukuha diyan siya na medyo bura. Pero, yun gawin. Depende siya sa need mo. Uh, every trade, gano'n naman talaga eh. so Tignan ko kung kailangan nyo na ng defensive stats at uh, dimes. Uh, out of position dimes. So, pwedeng-pwede niya si Draymond. Uh, possible questions are, like, for example, James Wiseman. Uh, Haga kayo, ako feeling ko sakto lang para kay James Wiseman. Hindi ako mag-expectang malaki kasi, yun gawin. Eh. If Golden State want to win, uh, kailangan mag-perform na baay si James Wiseman? So kayo mamasin natin sa history, uh, last year, hindi siya ganun kaganda yung hindi ganun kaganda yung performance niya. And then, matalino siya ang Golden State not to play him if it doesn't help the team. So, kung ganun lang din, uh, medyo hindi ako super mag expect kay James Wiseman. But then again, they are high on James Wiseman. So, malay natin, uh, the skill is there so, maybe, maybe, big na lang gulatin tayo ni James Weissman. Pero in general, I think, uh, hindi ako, hindi ko siya ipa-prioritize. I might be wrong, pero yun yung nakikita ko. Jordan Poole ba apektohan at and Andrew Wiggins pagdating ni Clay Thompson, pero hindi agad-agad. Uh, remember, uh, uh, check nyo kasi, uh, what is Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole giving that will be taken away from them? Uh, number one is usage, of course, so directly points. Eh kung ka or main value na katulad yung Jordan Poole sa de Wiggins is points kasi babawasan pa siya. So definitely, it's a big hit. Uh, hindi ko naman nila-expect na of the bat may, may malaking minutes agad si Klay Thompson. Pero with how Kevin Durant played, uh, there's a, there's also a chance. So feeling ko at this may couple of fix para na ng value na, na okay to si Wiggins and Poole. Pero I think matatamahan sila, especially Poole. Dahil si Wiggins, kahit papado, paano, uh, inaasahan nila for his defense, right? So, where parito ba siya out of position blocks. And then, uh, before, tumutulong to sa free throws, made in percentage eh. Pero, medyo shaky na yung percentage niya as of late eh. Even last season. So, uh, tingnan natin yung ano Pero, feeling ko, if there's a player that you want to trade, uh, I think Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole. Especially Wiggins kasi maganda yung performance niya lately. Uh, actually, kung i-sell cheap naman to, kasi uh, two ways of trade eh. eh what if yung isang kating ah, i-trade ko na si Andrew Wiggins. Kailangan ko naman mag-dispatch kasi baka bubaba. So, on the flip side, pwede yung i-take advantage yung mga gano'ng senaryo. Gusto mo palang i-trade ha? buy nyo lower. Kasi I'm pretty sure um, magkakaroon pa rin siya naman, naman ng-naman ng-naman ng value eh. At least, yun yung yeah, out position blocks and points. And then, lagi prove na naman yung trust niya. So... Um, Try nyo. Try niyo. Baka kasi mayroong kating-kating GM daw, gusto mag-unload ng pool sa uh, Wiggins. Ako, kung cheap yan, kung kodi ko yan, magro-roll the dice ako yan. Bakit hindi? Kasi, di natin alam, eh. what if uh, high maintenance Um Ngayon kasi, sobrang positive news lahat. Pero lahat naman ang galing injury, laging positive news, di ba? So, um, mas importante para sa gold State Warriors, na healthy sila come playoff. So, I think uh, yun y- yun yung palagay ko uh, may may pa rin yung value tayo makukuha dito kay Pulse sa kay Wiggins so huwag nyo lang tingnan on the other side oh no, eh baka mawalan sila ng usage trade na sila tingnan mm-hmm. din yung uh, other uh, side of the coin na oh eh baka makukuha ka naman siya ng chip kung chip lang din naman why not bakit naman hindi na bakit naman tatanggahan yung acquisition so, yan ang take natin sa goals then state warriors wala naman ako nakikita ang iba Kelly Oubre um saka sila One Toscano, Sina Bielicha, yan uh lalong malalexen yung minutes nila kapag nandoon na si Clay and then in deeper leagues magkandahan na na kayo kasi baka yun, may, may chance na mas matamaan sila over sina Wiggins and then sina So yun, yun lang muna sa ngayon. Later lunch magkakaroon pa tayo ng part 2, another 10 teams na ide-discuss and then mamaya ng gabi ganun ulit. So, magluluto lang. May prepare lang tayo na pang Noche Buena. Pero, um, ito yung special day natin to really give back to uh, our Cebuanos and uh, whole Filipinos or other Filipinos na nandun sa Cebu. So, I hope if you're watching it right now and then you have you know, spare uh, blessings there, mag-share tayo dun sa mga na ng Typhoon Odette. So, again, uh, nandito sa yung numbers dito. We have our Gcash account and BPI, 998 for Gcash, 3919193858 para sa BPI. So, yun, mga paps, maraming maraming salamat. I hope na gustuhan niyo tong session na to. Meron pa tayo mamaya. Kung hindi kayo makakaabot, you still have a replay. Uh, available tayo sa YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, of, of course, I hope you would enjoy the discussions. Magpubring in tayo ng mga guests later. Like, subscribe, follow, share, comment. And then, let's have fun. Reviewin natin. Medyo, medyo sabaw yung <laughs> mga nangyayari lately. Pero it is what it is. Uh, I hope kapag adjust kayo ng mga ligan nyo. And then, if you have any questions, shoot lang kayo ng mga tanong. At sasagutin natin yan while discussing this live. Okay? So, maraming maraming salamat mga paps. Again, this is your Fantasy Papi. Kita tayo mamaya. Bye-bye!